0: Your Position Podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last 3 days. And now your host, Ashley Weller.
1: Welcome fellow humans to What's Your Position Podcast? I am your host, Ashley Weller, and today we have brought back a personal favorite of mine, Miss Madeline. Hi! Welcome back, Bun. Bum. Thank you, Bun. We're going to talk today about an experience that Maddie had in her youth. Um, she went to a school. <clears throat> in a special school for special girls Mm. um what some of us would call a boarding school and what others in the know would actually call a therapeutic boarding school for troubled teens and Madeline wasn't a troubled teen so this experience was not the greatest for her um in the United States, there are many different variations of what we would think of as a boarding school. Me as the layman, not ever really diving deep into the world of private school because that was never something I could achieve I always thought boarding school was private school. You wore a uniform, you were fancy, your mom dropped you off in a Rolls Royce, you went to the tennis club on the weekends, and you went to Martha's Vineyard on your vacation. That's what I thought a boarding school was. Until I did some research and realized that there are many different levels of this. um, And what Madeline went through was much more troubled than that. And it had a lot to do with um, an environment that she was raised in, and then the boarding school themselves... Has actually been in trouble with the law Mm. for abuse and scandal and the death of a baby. So we're going to dive deep into that today. Before we do that, I would like to raise a toast to our unofficial sponsor. I've decided it's going to be Four Sons. We'd love them. And Tacos El Gringo, which they have that that taco truck. Outside of Four Suns. And they are amazing tacos, the best I've had outside of Mexico. So um, delicious. If you can go to Four Suns on a night when Tacos El Gringo is there, I highly recommend you do so. Mm. They grill the cheese on the outside of the burrito, Robert. So when you eat it and you bite into it, it's like a crunchy cheese crust.
0: I know it's not phrasing, but to me, that's That's phrasing. Cheese on the outside. Crunchy cheese crust. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um. So, our tip of the day. Our just
0: so, right. Sorry, what? second. One second. Is this, oh, a, oh, this oh, is the producer, tip of the day.
1: This is this is the tip of the day. Oh,
0: okay. Well, let's check this out.
1: Okay. Tip of
0: the day. <laughs> tip of the
2: day. Wow. Go ahead. Oh, the I horn can't. at the <laughs> end.
1: I'd say really. It's the horn at the end okay, for me. So,
0: uh, that was me singing, not a horn, but thank you.
1: First time uh, we've used that sound soundbite, and I'm loving it. Oh,
0: and I want to give a shout out. I I didn't make that. <laughs> no, someone okay. someone made it for first us. One. We got uh, some somebody sent it. Uh, their name is Nathaniel Hornblow. Oh,
1: Nathaniel, the Nathaniel Hornblow, H- famous horn? director. No,
0: yes, he sent that to he us. He
1: did not. He did.
0: So. If you guys oh know who God. that is, you know Shout
1: it's out to Nathaniel Hornblower. Well, okay. do
0: your research. Do your research. He's a director. I'm sorry. Write it down. I, he's a famous
1: music director. James, down, James Cameron. My pen. pen's
0: out of ink. Na- Nathaniel Hornblower.
1: Yep. Shit.
0: Yeah.
2: I spilled beer on my paper and now it won't write.
1: So, <laughs> First world problems. Nathan- the tip of the day um, is talk about mental health from the beginning of your relationship with your child. Okay? <gasps> Here we go. According to Dr. Deborah Gilboa at askdrg.com, mental health and resilience expert. You should begin talking about mental health topics with your child at the age of four. When they understand concepts of feelings and how you feel and how I feel and how we all feel. Gilboa says researchers know that children learn emotions like they learn colors and shapes. So if their parents teach them the words for 30 different feelings, they will learn those nuances. The best thing you can do for a preschooler is to give them names. When we teach Kim kids to name embarrassed versus ashamed versus anxious versus sad, they get better at speaking their truth and naming it. When you go to grade school, ages seven to 10, parents should ask about feelings and forget about labels of conditions such as depression or anxiety. We cannot diagnose them at this age and they cannot diagnose themselves. We shouldn't ask any kid's kid at this age to try. Um, If children struggle to explain how they are feeling, parents can ask their children to tell them a story and then that way they feel safe to open up. Middle school ages 11 to 14, by now children have heard of mental health conditions such as depression or schizophrenia. Give them a pretest. Ask them what they know. Parents can say, have you ever heard the term depression? Uh, What do you think that means? What does that mean to you? You can say, have you ever experienced any of that yourself? In high school, teens are trying to figure out how they can talk to their parents about mental health. And if you've already set the groundwork for this conversation, this should be easy. But if you've never spoken to your children about mental health and the only concept they have is from Instagram or from one health class that they took or from their friend who has depression and tried to commit suicide, if that's the only framework they have for mental health, it's going to be really difficult for them to open up to you. So set that framework early don't wonder if you should talk to your high schooler about mental health you should Every teenager needs to be having a conversation about mental health with a trusted adult. You don't think your kid's going to open up to you or your husband or your wife or your partner. Get them someone they can. An aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a sister, a brother, a close friend or relative. You should be clear with your teen that if someone's life is in danger, you will step in. Let them know that you are there for them. Our guest has something she would like to add to my tip.
2: But don't make it weird. Right. You know? Like, are you okay? You know, like a nice way.
1: Like I said, if you've set the groundwork totally for this, you will already have conversations. You will already be having these conversations with your teenager. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it will be something that won't be difficult for you to talk about in the future. Now, that doesn't always necessarily end up being true. So if you are someone who hasn't spoken to your child yet about mental health, get some help. Outside help from doctors, from uh, Teenager, I think it's called teen youth.org. Um, There's another one called adolescentadvice.com. Um, there's another one. Planned Parenthood is a great resource for parents. Mm-hmm. Talk to your kids about mental health. It's really important. Um, wanted to get into the differences between boarding school and therapeutic boarding school. So a boarding school is typically uh, what you would think of in Great Britain, where kids go away to boarding school. Think the Ravenclaw. House. Think Hogwarts. <laughs> okay. in it. This is a private school that kids go to, usually at a place where they go and live. They come home on Christmas break. They get an academic culture and lifestyle that's a bit more conducive to a higher end lifestyle. Typically, boarding school can cost upward of $100,000 a year. So it's usually looked at in the context of the rich and the famous. They send their kids to boarding school. Therapeutic boarding school, on the other hand, is something else entirely different. So therapeutic boarding school is a diploma granting academic institution that allows troubled teens to remain active students in a school environment. These boarding schools offer long-term treatment for adolescents' emotional, behavioral, addiction, or learning issues. However, they may not be equipped to accommodate those with acute mental health issues or who require a higher level of attention or supervision. So, It's usually one to two years of treatment in this boarding school. They live on campus. They earn high school credits and engage in therapy sessions between classes and extracurricular activities. They are tuition based schools that follow the typical academic calendar and they typically have teens return home to their families. This is a huge point I want to make. One of the biggest differences between an actual boarding school where you learn and get an education and a so-called therapeutic boarding school is that therapeutic boarding schools might be unregulated. And do not require Mm -hmm. licensing or accreditation to exist. Mm -hmm. Insurance does not cover most of Mm -hmm. them. Most families enroll in therapeutic boarding school after being unsuccessful in a short-term or less restrictive residential treatment center. So typically individuals who are going to therapeutic boarding schools are people who have already gone to a one or two week program for let's say drug addiction or behavioral issues like anger or suicidality. Uh, these individuals are then sent to therapeutic boarding schools where they spend one to two years getting high school credits, but also receiving quote unquote therapy. Unfortunately, because these are not mandated by insurance companies, nor are they covered by insurance companies, nor do they have to be accredited. Many of them contain zero doctors, no psychiatrists, no mental health professionals who have degrees or accreditations. They also do not include teachers who have teaching degrees from the state that they are supposed to be licensed in. And because they are state regulated, regulated, not federally regulated, like most public schools, we cannot go in there and tell them how to do their jobs, Mm. what their website or paperwork, whatever the parents who feel like they've lost control sign is what goes. And that is where it gets really, really gray. I'm going to list what BoardingSchoolReview.com says are the top 10 reasons to go to boarding school. Are you ready? (laughs) Maddie, are you ready? BoardingSchoolReview.com So, because people seem to have such a difficult time telling the difference between the two Maddie, I want you to go ahead and tell me if this top 10 reason is true or false of your boarding school experience. Sure. You will get great teachers who love to teach.
2: False. (laughs) We
1: learned on a computer. Boarding schools traditionally hire teachers with degrees in their subject no no okay no number nine, you will have great sports and great sport facilities no okay what what was the sports that you did? uh we
2: ran around a dirt path um then when we went to our the new campus, we had track, but we that we, we ran.
1: The range of sports ran. and teams in boarding schools is mind-boggling. You will find everything from squash to crew, hockey to basketball. So are equestrian facilities. Boarding school facilities also have commercial fitness establishments that can complete, compete globally with other fitness sites. So like 24-Hour Fitness, Equinox, whatnot. Did you have a, a workout facility in your boarding school? No, you could... No, you you could opt out of PE. Um Okay.
2: No. We had a uh they found a
1: weed plant farm next to us. <laughs> okay. So you gardened? Um no, we were not allowed. Okay. You will be surrounded by classmates who want to go to college. No. Your classmates are in boarding school because they want to be there. They want to learn and they want to be successful. Forced. Okay. The libraries and media centers are well stocked and their facilities are better equipped than many colleges. They were, they were censored to what we were allowed to look at. You will learn to be responsible for yourself. Yeah. You had to rat
2: on everybody for, you know, not leaving, not pushing in their chair. The classes are small. There are about 50 of us on a computer.
1: And the last and final reason that BoardingSchoolReview.com says to go to boarding school is it's cool to be smart. Mm. No. So it's probably the best reason to go to boarding school. I would actually argue that's the best reason to go to school. Like I
2: love school. I love school. And learning on a computer for me was extremely hard. And um my first time there I I learned on a computer the whole time. I would just skip
1: just so you really didn't have teachers like people no. who were instructing no, 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 you. No, no. No no no.
2: You couldn't ask for help. I mean they no. You you did it on your own. Okay. You, it was a an old computer like Oregon Trail. Oh god. Honestly. It.
1: Like a floppy like, disk. It
2: was a they were the big fat mm-hmm. computers. And okay. like this was in 2008 so it's like okay.
1: Yeah. The other types of alternative schooling for teens that you may or may not have heard about are wilderness rehab, otherwise Mm. known as boot camps or outdoor therapeutic programs. Um, They're located in remote and rural areas across the country and in the 80s and 90s were extremely high in child death. They actually got sued numerous times because children were dying of heat stroke. Children were complaining of physical pain that was being ignored and those children had appendicitis and they died because their appendix ruptured or because they had an asthma attack and they told they were being fake and they died of of suffocation basically because they had asthma. Most wilderness programs employ a tough love approach and relatively primitive condition. Think tents, heavy backpacks, food rationing and lack of amenities. Listen, this is what happens when I camp. Okay, I get it. You want tough love. You want your kid to go out in the wilderness and learn to fend for themselves. Fuck yeah. Every kid should learn how to pitch a tent, Praising, and also how to camp, how to fend for themselves, how to cook, how to start a fire. I agree with all that. I don't which is
2: what they really do in that program. It's not really anything else. It really just is. I mean, the wilderness program in and of itself is like we're gonna go on this ten mile thing. You're gonna do your own shit. Except that that in the eighties
1: and the nineties, a majority of them were cited for personal, physical, and child abuse laws
2: i guess i'm talking about the more recent ones sure sure so but nowadays yeah. yes
1: they are probably a little bit better however they have to
2: be not because they want to be
1: <laughs> no they don't Ugh. because they're not regulated either so no one has to do anything but because wow. they were in the limelight at one time most of them that charge an arm and a leg think huh. 182 thousand for intensive treatment Someone who does that, yeah, that wilderness program is probably not going to let your child die of an asthma attack. (laughs) However, there is still instances where these wilderness programs are being completely and utterly abusive to the teenagers. And I don't necessarily know if that's the kind of rehabilitation that teens need, especially when we get into what constitutes a troubled teen, which we will in just a minute. Um, therapeutic boarding school, which we've already spoken about military school, which combines the educational structure of a therapeutic boarding school with the structure and discipline of a wilderness program. Many programs fall under the military school umbrella. Um, if they adhere to the U S military regular day schools and employ the disciplined and highly structured approach that the military performs, they also have a tough love approach. Um, they are usually also unlicensed and unregulated and insurance never covers them. So this is not a place that you can go um, and get it covered by your insurance. This is also unlicensed and unregulated in most cases. Now, I have done speaking engagements at one in Los Alamitos called Sunburst Military Academy, and it is on the base in Los Alamitos, And it is one of the most amazing military schools I have ever seen. In order for a child to go there, they have to request to go there. They have to mail a letter to the owner of the military academy and state their mission of purpose, why they want to go to this school. Then for six months, they have to get a 2.0 or higher, and they have to stay out of trouble. And then the academy will let them come and stay there for a year. It's, It's incredible. And these kids turn their lives around. We actually know someone the three of us who went to sunburst she had a job yep she had a job here for a little while but unfortunately when covid hit she wasn't able to work here anymore and she was a nurse and she went to that academy and i was yeah oh cool it's very cool so not all military schools not all therapeutic boarding schools not all wilderness programs are bad but you really got to be careful residential treatment center is typically for a couple weeks at a time it's typically done um with kids who have an addiction issue, drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. um, it's either locked or unlocked and it can be short term or long term. Um, the national board of boarding schools redundancy says mm-hmm. how to determine that your child is a troubled teen. So Love Madeline, I'd like to go ahead and say this to you right now because mm-hmm. none of this makes sense to me. Isn't it? Isn't it, your child's therapist can help you make this determination, but if your child has been formally diagnosed with depression, ADD, ADHD, ODD, RAD, PTSD, drug use, or has experienced suicidal thoughts, a therapeutic boarding school is the best option. Great. This will provide structure in a positive and nurturing environment while wow. focusing on the mental and emotional needs necessary to lead a successful life. If your child is struggling academically, experiencing poor peer selection, is a runaway risk, or is simply headed down what you feel is the wrong track, residential boarding school will provide safe and secure help to get him or her back on track. If your child has displayed recurring bouts of eating disorders, it may be time to consider a therapeutic boarding school that offers a focus on eating disorders. It is extremely effective in addressing the serious health concerns associated with eating disorders. Clinician involved with your child's treatment at the intensive facility will work with you to transition into a long-term therapeutic program for continued therapy. Okay. So the human being who we all can relate to right now sitting across from me is Madeline. And she has actually gone to a therapeutic boarding school. So troubled teen Madeline, please Hmm. tell us what happened. Um, Well, the
2: place I went, it was in, well, it was originally in Ramona, like San Diego. But no, I was just, I was 14. I was experiencing... I was undiagnosed with ADHD and I had like just regular teenage
1: angst, so you know, You're a normal teenager.
2: Um, yeah, I was raised Catholic and my parents were super sheltered with us, my siblings, and then they sent us to a private high school we'd never been to and it was very, I wanted to just do normal kid thing, and I was young for my grade, so being around these older people, you know. Just nor it was literally so normal. I had uh I had a boyfriend and they didn't like it. Like my mom and I argued, you know, like we just it was normal.
1: Yeah. Every yeah. single thing you're telling me, I same. Like, and it made me feel
2: so bad because I was like, I'm so off. But I'm like, no, no, no. It was just one of those like we had a recent fight the other day and I was like, can my can I have a valid emotion? And my mom was like, wow, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. And I'm like, where was that energy <laughs> when I was 14? Like, hi. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, I'm not, I'm so sorry that you didn't experience any of these things or, you know, that you repressed them so much that you forgot. Yeah. But like it was so. What
1: set them over the edge to send you to this school?
2: Um, well, I was, um. A sophomore in high school, and my twin sister and I weren't getting along. I didn't have any—not any friends there, but it, like, everyone—I wasn't allowed to do anything. I didn't have a phone. I couldn't go out. Like,
1: so— You wanted to rebel.
2: Not even—I mean, it—I was just angry, I guess. Like, I would just be— not my mom's best friend you know like yeah. we'd be like eh, like I'll you just had I had an attitude i had yeah. an attitude exactly okay. i had an attitude
1: oh my and god I, a teenage girl has oh an attitude Whoa. I, I can't go, and then
2: you guys like oh. any
1: age girl has an attitude i wear purple Whoa.
2: eyeshadow and you like you know <laughs> tell me i'm gross like oh. oh like it was just so It was very angry and so we would just fight a lot and they didn't know what to do and they put me on zoloft and they were like we'll just up the milligram and i was just like zombie mad yeah because i'm like well now i don't feel anything and i'm just still angry
1: i'm angry and i don't even feel <laughs> <angry>. <laughs> you're not
2: I'm even 14. allowing me to feel this emotion yeah exactly i was like oh so i was 14 yeah and then my parent it was august or er, october 16 2008 i was getting ready for school and it was a tuesday and they i got a knock on the door and my dad was like hey madeline it's like 7 30 6 30 in the morning hey madeline these people are here they're gonna take you to your new school and then this lady annabelle and this dude kind of walk in and like you know what's that called rush me and i'm like 14 and i'm like baby like i was just like i'm not a me you know i wasn't like fuck this like oh my god i wasn't even allowed to say but i'm supposed to say my bottom hurts like oh my god so i'm over here like oh golly oh what's happening <laughs> and someone's crying and the, yeah they took me there who took you the people the transporters there were two of them okay they they that's what their job is, is i know to like transport sorry they they No. yeah um my dad made me it. <laughs> uh, he made me like a lunch sandwich bag like he made his little bruschetta basically like salami sandwich. I was just like eating and it. it was like super hard. I'm like
1: <laughs> Okay anyway. I wanna tell the listeners something because first of all, I normally do a statistic that I make everyone guess. It is almost impossible yeah. to find statistics on therapeutic boarding school i searched i and searched so hard and it's because they're private it's because they're private and because not a lot of people have done research and on this and so i implore anyone who's looking for a thesis to focus and the, on the, the this.
2: parents the girls probably don't you know end up nice so the parents are not want to be like yes i've had that experience and I are embarrassed
1: up. i fucked up yeah. and i sent Hi, them there me. and it didn't work yeah um i wanted to just let the listener know because this is the closest thing i got to a statistic joy chavarin is the author of something called boarding school syndrome which is actually a psychological condition that she coined about five years ago Um, That she believes being sent away for education can seriously damage a child's mental health. Struggling to show emotion to a broken relationship with your parents and has a number of ex-boarding school individuals visit her for ongoing treatment and counseling. She told the New York Times, when children go to school when they're very young or when children get taken, it causes a psychological rupture. And then I never tell my guests what we're going to talk about because of moments like this. They always remember their first day. Mm. They remember the food they ate. Mm. They remember the names of the people they were introduced to. Mm. There's a realization that your parents are not in the car and the wheels are turning.
2: They're not on your side
1: no like physically like your yeah. parents are not in the vehicle wi- and you're going somewhere
2: and it's because of them like i can't call them and be like hi i need help because a did lot it. of
1: kids that gave their testimonials talked about feeling kidnapped it was just like a
2: le- yeah oh literally because you can't call anyone because they're the ones
1: that sent you there like one boy described that he woke up to two men standing over his bed and he was taken with his arms behind his back while his parents stood there and watched mm-hmm. and put into a black unmarked van. Mm-hmm. Could you fucking Oh, the imagine? stories that
2: the other girls that were worse off than me, you know, that actually were like bad bitches, like, they fought, or they, let, they were, the parents knew, they're like, she's gonna be difficult. So just so you know, and they like tactical, like went in there and like rushed the girl in their sleep. Yeah. And like a lot of them were in their sleep mm-hmm. when they woke up and mm-hmm. they were like, Where the fuck am I? Fight or flight. And they're like, You don't need to know. And like some of the dudes they bring I got nice people, but there were different oh my god. Probably because your parents said like, she's
1: not gonna fight. She back. doesn't know
2: what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Other people you got like the rock and like Vin Diesel. And they were like, shut
1: up and get in the car. The most common thread I was reading. And again, I wish I had statistics for you, listener. I really, dish- I really wish I did, but I don't. The most common thread among the case studies of individuals who they call boarding survivors. And mm. it is that they all have PTSD. And it's not something that was caused by just them. Getting taken in the middle of the night or getting removed from their parents at the age of 13 when you're still going through these mental and physical changes with your hormones. But it was the treatment they received when they got there. So, Madeline, please continue and tell us about what happened when you got there.
2: Well, I'll do the who, what, when and where. Like it was a boarding school for like. On a scale of one to five of bad, everyone was like a two, Okay. Like, it was more behavioral, like, yeah, we're fighting with our parents. But it was definitely more, I mean, you had to be rich. It cost, like, $80,000. So, the program was, like, minimum, you went through levels, like, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. I saw one of the L- girls,
1: L, double L, L. L1,
2: L2, L3, and L4. So, you could get through it in 15 months if you're a perfect angel, bun bun, because they go by points. But, Hi you're there because something's wrong with you so you're gonna make mistakes so i was there 19 months so after the 15 80k you pay you pay monthly so who knows how much that was i don't know i said 80k to my mom one time she just laughed at me so i was like so what i'm getting is that it was more than that (laughs) (laughs) so so 80k is a low ball and my friend chloe was like yeah i'm planning on paying my parents back and then like I remember we found out how much it cost and she was kind of just like, mm, never mind. Like, but anyway, so it was up in it originally was in Ramona, like um, San Diego County, but it burned down in a fire. So we were just there in trailers. There were two trailers. There are 25 of us each in there. Twenty five. Huh? I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't hear me. Twenty five of us in a trailer in a trailer. Like the size of a
1: trailer park trailer like yep. an RV like, an
2: like RV? a tra- like a like a like when you went in school and they were remodeling so they had those school trailers <sighs> oh my God. like that and it had a bathroom two bathrooms and there were 25 of us in there in bunk beds and the staff would say in the mornings when they open the door I would just smell like morning breath I just let that sink in and so yeah there are 50 of us total and then a staff dorm and the dining hall wow. and then this little track But then we finally, like six months in or something, we moved to a larger campus up north in like Redding, Eureka area, Mm -hmm. um, which was an older, it was like 300 acres. So that was where we, and it had just, there was room, which was cool-ish.
1: So I went online and I found a story that has been confirmed By Snopes.com, which is one of my favorite places to fact check. So, shout out to Snopes. Um, Mm -hmm. This young lady stayed at the same place that you did. Did you give her name? They did. What is it? (laughs) Her last name is Bacharach.
2: Probably earlier than me.
1: So, she lived there from August 2005 to March 2007.
2: So, she was at the... San Diego residents she was probably there before the fire after the fires
1: she said when she arrived the school staff stripped her naked Mm -hmm. gave her a cavity search Mm -hmm. gave her a uniform Mm -hmm. and told her she wasn't allowed to speak to anyone oh hers hers said the first week
2: Oh, yeah, they do. It's called RC, Restricted Conversation, for three days just to get you settled. Mm. So it feels like you're literally in trouble already. And you're like, who am I? I don't know where I am, what I'm Which doing. Which takes away your power. I'm depressed. Um, I'd like to ask a question. And they just ignore you. Like, it was, it was traumatizing. Oh, my God.
1: The girls at this place were just like her, supposed, supposedly troubled teens. Remember that phrase, you guys. I'm going to tell you. It's the mantra of my life, isn't it? I'm going to tell you what the description of a troubled teen is. Um, at, at some point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop that, that dime because pretty much every human being that's ever existed would fall into that category. The school promised to fix troubled teens who needed an intervention that their parents couldn't provide. Mm. Fuck if that's not deep. Your parents can't provide any fucking emotional support for you. So they're going to ship you off to a place that uses biblical principles and conversion therapy for LGBT students Mm -hmm. in a tightly controlled environment. Yep.
2: So they definitely I was super sheltered. So honestly, I didn't even really realize that gay people were like a thing that's how sheltered it was like I would get there and peep girls would be on it's called no touch so we were badges oh, I should have brought it my little 14 year old face and I'm like Meep. just finished crying and they took my picture and um but things you weren't allowed to do or talk about and your level were all in your tag for everyone to see so like you'd be on no touch no one can touch you you cannot get hugs you can't hold hands you can't touch knees and there was two girls there that were on that, and I never knew why, but like, cause they were gay, mm-hmm. but they, or one girl talked about herself too much. She was put on RC to self. Restricted conversation about herself. She could not say the word I, or me, or my. She had to find other things to talk about. That
1: disturbs me. But she did As talk a about herself a As a mental health a professional. A it's fine. She also That's had not, trauma. That is not how you deal nope. with someone who has an ego. So
2: the whole rules wow. there, it's G-rated. You cannot talk about why you were there, Anything that wasn't or that was secular, G-rated mm-hmm. Christian mm-hmm. music.
1: To the unknown listener, secular means not religious. Yeah, only kind of that. like muggles and magic.
2: Like if you were at church, what <laughs> would you talk about? That was all yes. we were allowed to say. What and would Jesus do? To say it was. So we talked. I mean, we made up. You know, play games, which you could only do when you got to, so the levels. I'll explain the levels because they're really they're gonna get you. So you get there and for the first she said week but then they changed it they must change because I was only on for three days RC then when you get off you're kind of just there and everyone's like oh oh gah. love that have you ever seen the Truman show yes mm. so when I was still on RC there were girls that were like talking about that show that movie and they were saying that they used to play that trick on girls like they would act <sighs> that it was like just kidding nobody you're can. on the truman show it's a joke just kidding it's not it's actually super real
1: like a hidden camera like you're on no, they'd camera? be like
2: just yeah just kidding you're punked truman show no just kidding this is actually real life this is and real i was life. like if you would have done that i would have punched you Oh my but God. they yeah it was real they got into it was you know so i watched a foreign movie my first night there and i was just like
1: what do you mean a foreign movie? Oh,
2: well, Tuesdays were foreign film nights.
1: So the first night you got there, you're on no contact. You can't speak to anybody. And there's a foreign, foreign language film. And you're not allowed to ask questions like, where's the bathroom?
2: I had to be watched to go to the bathroom.
1: What if you had to go? How did you let someone know?
2: I had to tell my... You get like a buddy. Her name is Cynthia. Um, that was like a higher level. That was supposed to be your like guide. Kinda. Your sponsor? Your, she's called an up buddy. And I was a down buddy. So then you get, a, I was on B, wow. level B. And then you have to make like what, 4,000 points, which you get maybe like 120 a day. You forget to push in your chair, 50 off, water bottle, 50. You, oh my God, were you looking down while I was talking? That's rude, 50 points. Oh my God. Just, and it's the staff that don't, that don't, that are just, you know, some staff are really nice
1: and they're cool.
2: And then some are like, mm-hmm. I, they have trauma
1: themselves that they was never resolved.
2: Just Yeah. And they don't have any training so, and they get clicky. No, and they, don't, they even don't know.
1: So this girl, Bacharach said that if she so much looked at another person, she yep. would lose five points. Yep. She wasn't even allowed to make eye contact with fellow students in her first week. She said the staff told her that the no talk rule was necessary because she started to become friends with her buddy. And the friendship was seen as inappropriate Mm -hmm. because they spent too much time together. She believes that she was put on no talk for eight. She was put on RC for eight months.
2: Oh yeah. I was put on for like maybe a year to this girl because they thought we were bullying. No,
1: she had to be on RC for eight months. She wasn't allowed to speak or get hugged. Oh wow. So when she finally went home, she screamed the first couple of times people tried to hug her. She actually physically mm. couldn't stand physical contact once she finally went home, which wow. is clearly a sign of trauma. Because they'll do it. The other girls, they will not.
2: They're like, I'm not getting 50 points for touching you. Nope. nope. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding? They So will... the funny thing is,
1: I just talked to a patient the other day who said that they use the point system in, the point system in prison. Hmm. The point system is used in prison so that you can either get more time or get less time taken off your sentence. So it sounds like they took a book or a a page straight out of prison, not Mm -hmm. the Bible, right?
2: No, it's behavior modification. It's negative and positive reinforcement.
1: However... There is a doctor of the California Alliance of Child and Family Services who has ran residential treatment programs, is a social worker and worked counseling with at risk youth. And she said none of that. The no talk, no touch punishments is not a recognized therapeutic intervention and none that she has ever come across in her 30 years of clinical service ever has included either of those. You never ignore a child. Ever, you never ever tell a child that they don't deserve to be touched or hugged or loved or talked to or looked at. That is cruel and unusual punishment. And yep. Maddie's story is not the only one. I'm going to give you other stories in a little while. Maddie, please continue. Where was I?
2: Oh, the level. So you got there. So yeah. So I get there. So level B's like you can't. You're the ba- you can't color um you can only write during school you get nothing like you don't get phone calls you can't do anything level c you get stickers and that's it um (laughs) d d you get arts and craft you can draw you can color you can do whatever And how
1: many points does it take to get to each level
2: it was about i want to say like we met we went every like 12 weeks you'd get a level change
1: so you were going 12 weeks.
2: Maybe no, maybe not 12, maybe 8 weeks. God time. I honestly we used to write it was daily. But if you were there for 15 months B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K... f g h i j k l I, I can't do math. Um maybe every 6
1: weeks, I would say. If you did nothing wrong. If you wrong, did nothing wrong and you yeah, got no exactly. points taken away from exactly. you. Exactly. So you were rewarded it with stickers like and crayons points. which if right. if for for the listener who isn't catching on right now, they are taking away, they are stripping Basic every right from a teenager and breaking you down to an infant oh, and i'm taking you away you can't speak just like an infant you yep. can't be touched i touch you when i say when you say you, you can't ask you to need go to poop. ask to go poop you need to tell mommy when you need to go to the bathroom can you I raise can't my hand? be trusted with anything nice. but a marker well now you can have stickers they are stripping you of your identity and from the growth that you have made to turn you into something completely yeah, you different are
2: nothing and we're gonna restart you
1: it was actually even worse for the LGBT girls who mm-hmm. were brought there.
2: Cause they were oh well our daughter's gay or she's
1: bi. Did so you then, have any girls at yep, the time that tons, you Tons. Tons. What what was different between your time there versus their time there?
2: Well, I knew so when I first got there, there was only one girl that was on no touch um Riley. And she, no, she was a really cool girl. She was just a nice human puppy and spunky. So you couldn't not love her. Mm-hmm. But, like, she didn't like to follow the rules. So she'd find your weakness and, like, kind of try to take advantage of it. But she just couldn't hug or touch people. And people knew her shit. So she's like, no, I can't stand there. Like, you know I can't do that. Like, almost kind of like, you know, you know. Like, yeah, whatever. So, but it... It really depended on the girl, which is sad.
1: Did you ever see them like punish?
2: Mm-hmm. The- so so with the levels, like it really depends on how high up you are too. But this girl, Julia, she didn't want to fall. She was just fed up <laughs> and they put her on no talk with this girl because they were just friends. But she was by mm-hmm. Julia. and Well, the girl was lesbian mm-hmm. and... So they were just like, too close. No. And Julia rebelled. And then she got put on restriction RC for a week. So when that happens and then you like refuse to follow the rules, they'll just stick you in the dorm. You can't leave. You get stripped down of your pajamas and slippers so that you can't run and that you're not wearing a uniform. You're wearing your ladybug pajamas and your camera shirt. So You're a child. So you look noticeable to someone running, you know. Mm hmm and um they only feed you peanut butter sandwiches and you can't that shower was
1: another thing that they actually said that there were um there were times that punishment included uh for an entire week all you got was peanut butter sandwiches and water for being a troubled
2: teen or, i don't want to write five thousand lines okay so you'll just not shower for a week
1: yeah we're gonna take that away from you thanks Riverview is only one facility and that's I'm sorry, I'm saying the name Riverview Christian Academy. It was
2: Julian Youth Academy. It was JYA and, and had then to change their they name had to change
1: their name in it because there was a murder. There was a murder at this place, but hold your tail feathers. Mm-hmm. Riverview Christian Academy is only one facility which, within a larger ecosystem of a group called Wasps. These are hundreds of boarding schools and camps nationwide that target quote-unquote troubled teens that estimate to serve between ten to 14,000 young people every year. Unfortunately, ineffective management and reckless or negligent operating practices is found at most of these places, but... Riverview will tell you that it's doing great. It's doing just fine.
2: They're not even recredited. Even though
1: it has no license, Mm. no teachers, Mm. no nurses, no psychiatrists, no therapists. And the current medical manager confirmed in a phone interview that she herself, the nurse, knows basic first aid. Mm. That's it. And yet somehow people continue to get sent there. When this article was written in two thousand and eighteen, there were currently three hundred people at Riverview Christian Academy in two thousand eighteen. People are still what? Active students? Active students is what they call it.
2: I three hundred is a lot. That's so how many. Because after the whole incident, the people that wanted to go oh, there. This was in two
1: ha- 2018.
2: That was after that happened. Oh, well. There so you go. that's, I want to say a lie. Maybe they mean oh, probably. people that were fully staffed there because their numbers went down. They, they don't, can't even pay their staff right now.
1: So were you there at the murder? S- no. Okay. I had just
2: left in July of that year. Should we so I'll preface that yeah. by saying the staff, like she said, were not trained um, in anything. They went to Bible school. You know, mm-hmm. they had a degree in whatever theology theology. Yeah. Twenty two to thirty was maybe their average age. And we, they would come for the day like, oh, you're interviewing. Well, Why don't you just come hang out with the girls for the day? So they'd like be a fake staff and we'd all love them or be kind of weird. Like she's annoying. We call you Miss Weller, you know, for mm-hmm. the day. And then they'd kind of see if you fit D, D D. But like the I read the resume or the application and it's like all about God. Like what is your background? Like, do you believe this? Are you this? Like, describe why you want this job. And it's total, like, we'll pay for the, you know, room and board. But like, they don't have the money for that. That's a lot. I'm living there and I'm living my whole life, especially when we moved up there. It's in the middle of no where yeah it's like two hours up this mountain even into this town it doesn't even, it's not even a city it's like
1: if you wanted to run away there wouldn't be anywhere there to there wouldn't be
2: anywhere to go and they knew that so but the staff were just totally unprepared for these girls' trauma. <laughs> uh, my mom was a meth addict. Not my mom. No, you no, know, no, no. The stories from girls. My mom the girls. was a meth addict, and I was molested, and I had my dad. And like, we were assigned issue staff. Like, I could pick. I want Shay to be my issue staff. We couldn't talk about our trauma to anyone else. But like, they can I make an appointment? Oh no, that it would never an appointment. It would never happen. And they weren't therapists they weren't no, licensed counselors or therapists it was just, like it was just a staff a member you trust yeah you could write in a journal about whatever you wanted and like you could give it to them hey Shay read this but like it wasn't in their job title to do this it was just it's something not in
1: their wheelhouse that's not they even in even their, their know expertise what I was told
2: to pray about it uh, and I didn't even talk to them about anything because I did not even know what my trauma was you know <laughs> I didn't even know why I was there like I was just like apparently I'm garbage so And all my, I just remember literally just always thinking like, oh my God, like, you know, when you, you're who you hang out, birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. None of these girls are anything like me. like, I was just like, oh my God. So that was hard, but you meet some girls that are cool, but it's just always scary. You're like, can I say this? Are you going to fucking write a note on me and get me dog?
1: So it is like prison. It is. So it's
2: accountability is what we always land. Um,
1: in a case study, all three of the individuals, cause again, three is, is a huge number. I, I, like I said, I looked for hours for shit like this. All three students in the case study remain in touch with other students. They met at the school. And some of these connections have turned into lifelong friendships. Many former students have reconnected through online school survivor groups. Um, They bond over the extreme circumstances they endured together. She felt that fellow and former students could understand her experiences in a way that those who had not been there ever could. Do you still talk to people that you went to that boarding school with?
2: That's hilarious. Uh, Yes, one of my best friends, Talon, we met. I mean, we were so close. Um, And then she was still there. I got sent there twice. Um, I was home for seven months. My parents was like, no, that's the second time is when I really got involved i was doing i did ecstasy once i smoked weed like How five times i was a senior in high school oh my God. i was 16 going on 17 but like whatever i was young for my age. everyone was 17 18 yeah. anyway yeah Nor whatever no totally um, but me. the second time i went there talon was still there because she had just gotten there the first time and we got so close i have who else tara i mean i have maybe at least 10 girls yeah. that i still but talk you created
1: to. a bond over trauma we,
2: and it's it, we're friends friends yeah. like but it's, yeah, definitely more off. not more often than not, but I'd say maybe 60% of the time we talk about, 70% of the time we talk about normal things and 30% of the time we talk about JYA related stuff. But
1: there's no other way to discuss that. But at because, the end of the day
2: everything relates back to that. Yeah. Well exactly. yeah.
1: Not only that, but it's not like a lot of people fucking understand that no, this shit exists. At all. And we'll I couldn't find yeah. anything on this shit. Like the one thing I found was this article about this girl who called out them for being conversion therapists which is illegal in the state of California that's the one thing that this place ca- ha- cannot do anymore they cannot do conversion therapy um for mm-hmm. gay and lesbian uh, lgbt teenagers but unfortunately because they're not regulated it's really difficult to catch them in the act yeah. okay so continue your story and tell me about
2: I'll finish with the levels okay cuz they're I'll I'll basically you couldn't get phone calls till you were about 6 months in and there were once a month, 15 minutes, staff was in there listening. We got letters once a month. You were not allowed to ask for anything. So I got lines one time because I have chapped
1: lips <laughs>
2: and fuck.
1: My lips still are real
2: me. And maybe it's an ADHD thing. I don't know. But I just loved to, I would always use chapstick and I ran out. You know when people are like, I've never used a whole chapstick fight me because I have empties I have empties and I hoard them like a psychopath oh yeah
1: I have so many chapsticks and it's it's always original
2: Burt's Bees I have
1: whole different flavors
2: of Burt's Bees no it's original only darling an official
1: sponsor Burt's Bees Burt's Bees
2: love you Um, the tingle oh my god so I ran out and I asked for chapstick they gave me Vaseline so I'm over here like (laughs) water like (laughs) like (laughs) disintegrating and I didn't want to do PE because fuck it And it was my second time there. Yeah. So I was kind of a bad bitch. It's fine. Um, It's funny because nothing you
1: have said has has screamed bad bitch to me, but that's okay. It's
2: okay. The second time I went bad bitch and I stole Amanda's chapstick from her purse or her bag. I mean, not her bag. I'm sorry. Her jacket while she was working out indoors. It's fine. Who's the winner? And I got a Carmex, you know, the Dippy Pot. Oh, the Dippy Pot. Uh,
1: Obviously. That shit has fiberglass in it.
2: I know. I know no and I knew that And that's why I stopped using Carmex because I was a Carmex girl in there because it was cheaper anyway and obviously who else has a dip Carmex that's halfway through like Amanda was like my chopstick is missing and I'm over here like <laughs> 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 around my lips and so Miss Blair comes up to crumbling. me yeah and she's like did you is that yours I'm like yes so I got in trouble for stealing and I'm like, it was my second time there. So like Madeline, you shut on the rules and I'm like, I, I needed chopstick. I don't understand. And you no. wouldn't <laughs> give me chopstick and I can't ask for chopstick. Basic fucking necessity. Hi. Good so God. whatever. I had to write, uh, I believe it was honestly 5,000 lines, which is a lot. I was going to say a thousand, which is still a lot, but, um, I had been there before. So they were like, you know, and I'm a fast writer Plus, I'll just zone out. I cranked those out. <laughs> it usually takes like a thousand a day. Three days. Fight me. And they <laughs> thought that I went to the bathroom at night. And I was like, mm, no, the medication I'm on makes me go sleepy, bun bun. And it, what did I they put just, you on? I was on this stuff for headaches. It was called Tizanidine, And it, I took it three times a day. And it would, like clockwork, 30 minutes after I took it, I would just, like, narcolepsy. Why were you on that? Because I had headaches
1: okay and ibuprofen didn't work for you at a age of 16 okay no let's just knock her out if i had
2: a headache there they'd be like did you notice any over
1: medication of any other kids did you notice the like did they medicate people they
2: don't do that's why i had to go i honestly i don't want to say i made a big deal about things but i was like i'm getting headaches probably because i'm stressed and i hate this place yeah And I'm getting them all the time, but they're not going to do anything about it. So I need to tell my parents when I go on a home visit or a visit so that they, oh, well, let's schedule you an appointment.
1: At the age of 16, you shouldn't be making plans like that. Like, Like, I need to tell my parents the next time I'm home so that they can get me medication so that if I have a headache while I'm at school, I don't have to be in pain. I can't
2: just suck it up and ask. That's one of the saddest
1: fucking things. No, You'd get in trouble
2: manipulating staff, uh, unnecessarily talking about your health. Like just the dumbest stuff. Oh so God. I was falling asleep from this medication, and me, thankfully, kind of just always being interested in like, sci- like meds and health. Like I was documenting this, and I was like, um, hi, it's been thirty minutes. I'm passing out, so they tried to dock me for it, and I was like, no, it's a medical illness, in it, <laughs> And it. That that didn't last, but I mean they. So but you get it's different levels. You can't even see I couldn't see my twin sister who sucks um, until you're on a certain it was G and she couldn't so my little sister could only come. I didn't see her for like a year. I couldn't even talk to her for like a year. So imagine that Your on a, sister? All, my twin sister. Oh so my our God. already strange relationship. I was like, oh maybe it'll be fine. And then I talked to her and she sucks. And I'm like, oh. So that so I'm here and no one else is ch- Changing, but me got it. Okay, good. Fair. Love Sounds fair. that nobody else's life had to change. God.
1: Okay, so yeah. tell me about the girl.
2: So the staff there, like we said, were not staff. They were a lot of them were girls that had went there before, and loved the place so much, you know, that went back and became staff. So Jessica Bradford mm-hmm. was a staff there. She had gone there as a youth. So Tiffany Morgan, the supervisor, manager lady, um, head in charge, she had went there too prior. And then she came back as like the staff. She's great, honestly, but she was a little, she smoked weed. It was fine. You're still friends with a,
1: her on social media, aren't you?
2: Um, I'm never going to not creep. Are you joking? Yeah. No, but she I
1: reminds am. the girls to behave, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Oh,
2: yeah. To this she, day.
1: Oh, yeah. She uses straight up brainwashing tactics to remind past students to behave Mm -hmm. on her social media Mm -hmm. and
2: so she was there and then jessica i don't know if they went to school together whatever jessica comes back and they're both long-term staff they were the only ones that had been there before you know when i was there staff wise so jessica was always like bigger bigger bun bun okay really clicky she was maybe like 21 so she was just actually yeah she was and she Hello, these girls are like 17. Hi, yeah, And
1: you haven't had any social interaction and that's normal your entire fucking teenage years. She would kind of break the rules years. a little bit.
2: So she'd Jesus. be like, yeah, do you guys want to know about my boyfriend? Like, we drink alcohol. like, And they would lap that shit up. So then, whatever. So she just had her little group of girls. She was always just odd. She missed, they had big... um staff and parent conferences twice Uh a year and you staff wouldn't miss that she missed it and i remember that being a huge deal and i was like why would she miss that and then we moved to the new campus and she was there obviously got thinner noticeably everyone noticed about it because then tiffany was getting married and they were like oh my god you guys are losing weight together you're gonna look so great in the wedding and then i graduated and then i came back seven months later Uh, she was noticeably larger. Like, I remember one morning she ate a bagel and she carved out the dough and she put hot Cheetos and avocado and cream cheese. It was like eight in the morning.
1: (laughs) That does I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's odd.
2: Anyway, so that was just one, but it was just, she had these pregnancy cravings and I noticed, I was like, it's almost like she's pregnant all the weight is in her stomach because she was still her face was still thin Mm -hmm. i was only gone for seven months Mm -hmm. like so i graduated in july then in uh november there was these let me pull up the exact date so it was literally november 1st one of the old staff that i'd went with alejandra she it was November first, so she was cold. She's looking for a blanket. Goes into Jessica's apartment and is like looking through this hamper.
1: I need you to stop because yeah. we're going to take a break right there. No good. We'll just maybe just take. Yeah. Okay. We're going to break right there. We're going to come back and you are going to tell us what was in in this hamper. The dun, hamper. Dun, <laughs> Bag of was it a bag of dicks um it was spoiler alert purple dicks oh not hot pink oh my god they were hot pink god damn it all right we're gonna take a break we'll be right back everybody uh take a quick smoke break take a quick drink break take a piss break come back and hear what was in the fucking hamper Welcome back, fellow humans. We're here with Maddie, who is giving us a tour of what it was like to be at a therapeutic boarding school. And if you've been listening so far, I think you can agree with me that this is quite possibly the most opposite of therapeutic that any human being could endure. And the fact that children um, are enduring this on a regular basis, upwards of, of... 20,000 teenagers a year going through something like this is kind of sobering. I'm going to give you a couple of facts that I found. Like I said, there's not many, uh, but the East Coast, the West Coast, isn't the only place where these boarding schools, therapeutic boarding schools and wilderness programs are found. Um, A lot of them are in Utah, Northern California, but there is a ton on the East Coast. And an all girls elite boarding school in New York City, has released a report, a report detailing nearly seven decades of sexual abuse. The 127 page report from the Emma Willard school in Troy, New York Mm. says that from the late 1950s through the 2016 academic year, rape, sexual assault, harassment, and grooming young women for extramarital affairs was still occurring. This is absolutely terrifying. Um, In a new report by the Boston Globe, uh, the horrifying portrait of the reality of sexual abuse in New England private schools really comes to light. Um, It's a 25 year history of the issue and prompts a breakdown of the most sobering statistics include noting that there is no database of any allegations against private schools. However, among 67 New England private schools over the past 25 years, more than 200 students have accused private school authorities of sexual abuse or harassment, rapes, fondling, molestation, and forced oral sex. At least 90 students have filed lawsuits. Nearly 200 employees pled guilty. Um, And then perhaps the most important fact is the report is... Incomplete because of the 224 schools surveyed for this report, only 23 or 10% of them responded to any of those claims. T. So they're really just not even given a shit about it. Um, well,
2: And where the campus that we bought up in Northern California was initially this crazy school called Cascade School, which Paris Hilton went to and Robert De Niro's daughter. Um, and it was started by this guy named Michael Algood and it was from this cultish thing called Cy, wait, what is it, Sinanon, Syn- And it was in 1958. Basically it's like a no doctor involved self-help rehab. And the original program, they didn't believe in the use of medicine. Three times a week, for four hours, quote, students would attend raps, pseudo psych group sessions led by untrained staff. Now, um, so my place they still had staff that were like from that old school so they would tell us stories like the bunks that we got at that new place they were like yeah these are from that school like parasolton probably slept in this bed you know type stuff so we're like "Ow!" but they would tell us that um they would do these sessions like let's say you i stole amanda's chapstick so and they caught me so instead of me writing lines they would i'd be in a circle all of the staff and the students would be around me and they'd just be like, you're garbage, okay. you stealing, dumb, fat okay.
1: bitch. Do any of you watch Handmaid's Tale? I've started it, but haven't done it. It's okay. literally... So if any of the listeners out there have seen Handmaid's Tale, this should have invoked an extreme visual representation when they put the girl in the middle of all the other girls once she gets raped and they point at her and they make all of the girls say, your fault, your fault, your fault. And then they make the girl in the middle say it was my fault. Yep.
2: So they would do that three times a week for four hours um and they would in it says incentivize students and staff were incentivized to indict students for minor rule infractions in the name of emotional growth Emotional growth. yelling was appropriate and
1: expected yelling. so
2: that's literally your garbage You stealing, bitch. What, you couldn't afford chapstick? Your parents don't love you enough to send you chapstick? Wow. You jacked ass bitch. That's what they encourage. They encourage, they want to break you down so that you have nothing left so that you're able to be like, I'm a blank canvas. I want to bring
1: it back to Paris Hilton because she actually just did an interview with People Magazine. She's coming out with a movie. She's coming out with a movie about this exact fucking thing. And she said, and I quote, They would punish me by taking away my phone, taking away my cards. She's talking about her parents right now. And that didn't work. I would still go out and party. Her parents had had enough and sent her to a series of boarding schools to correct her behavior, including Cascades and Provo Canyon School, which is still in operation to this day. Hilton says at Provo Canyon School, she was physically and emotionally abused on a daily basis. This was supposed to be school, she says, but classes were not the mm-hmm. focus at all. From the moment I woke up until the moment I went to bed, it was screaming in my face, yelling at me and continual torture. The school staff and her fellow students would say terrible things and her fellow Students on top of physical abuse were constantly bullying me. I think it was their goal to break us down. They were physically abusive. They would hit us and strangle us. Wow. They wanted to instill fear. So we would be too scared to disobey. Unofficial sponsor, Paris fucking. (laughs) You are a
2: bad bitch.
1: Like you experienced. I'm sorry, but like you just legitimately said the exact same fucking thing that she said
2: and wikipedia even says quote wikipedia i know but <sighs> but uh, you know people can edit that yeah and it's people so there were deaths people es- people ran away and they were never found mm-hmm. multiple students i mean crazy stuff happened and then finally in like 2005 they were finally sued staff and students about sexual mental Al- abuse allegations and they they're like we're done the cast it's called c-e-d-u they were shut down this cult thing but i can't help but wonder if like i mean obviously i would hope this my staff did some vetting on this venue it doesn't really sound like they did this party at um of abuse Right. but like we knew we all knew about the stuff that they told us. Yeah. So like you guys fucking knew. And I can't help but wonder if they were like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's in like our same mantra. Like, yeah. oh, my God. We're very
1: much in line with the church. And we
2: knew that it was kind of not. Cult. We knew that it was strict. Religious like based. The people. No, no. The Cascade gold They oh. were like, we knew that it was harsh. Worse. So it was kind of like more like the wilderness. Like we yeah. were kind of like, oh, but. It just is interesting that this sta- Jessica ended up being this horrific person. Yeah.
1: Because so tell us. So, so you went in the room. At so last, we she, checked. We yeah. were in the room last getting year a we blanket. Left off, November first, because someone was cold. You reached in a hamper and outrolled this baby.
2: So out of this blanket, let me find the actual. So because I, I looked up the the. The court documents, okay. of course, in true Madeline fashion. And so this girl was looking for a blanket. She went into her <laughs> I love my producer.
0: Unsolved mystery. Well, this is a solved mystery. But... I'm
2: shimmying right now Continue. in case you can't. So she went into her room. She noticed this huge fan that Jessica had brought in because it was so hot recently. It was just so hot. It was so a heat she wave. needed this just massive fucking fan. It was hot though, it was like 100 degrees. Um, she moved it and she looked in this hamper to get a blanket and this baby rolls out and so she took this other lady
1: a Corey. dead baby
2: she goes sack looks real and it's the day after Halloween it's November 1st so she's like that's funny like lol you know I'm cold you know so she gets this other staff to come what is this and she's like that doesn't look real right she's like no like that's not real so then they tell they um They leave because they they leave it there. No. They're like, well, Jessica's going to be back soon. Um, She can, you know, clean it up. Funny joke. Funny joke, Jessica. Someone's uh cold and a
1: baby rolled out. They leave it
2: and they leave. Next day, they come back to investigate. Baby's gone. So that's when they tell Tiffany, the main staff, Then she calls the cops. The cops come and Jessica leads them to this, quote, utility utility closet next to her apartment, next to her room, just in this closet. So they take her, whatever. So then she denies it. Wait, what
1: was in the utility closet? The baby! You didn't say that. sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. You sorry, never sorry, sorry. said sorry. if it was said, real or not.
2: I'm sorry. Oh no, she was real. Adjacent to her dorm, they found a dead baby under a pink pillow inside a laundry basket. So they interviewed her. And she said at first the baby was dead. Stillborn. So she wasn't crying. And then... They, you know, good cop, bad cop. Then they're like, she said she was alive for four days. So she couldn't, quote, breastfeed. So she gave her water. And then, so she was born about 1 a.m. September. Let's rewind
1: this. Let's rewind this. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Jessica gave birth. Oh,
2: yeah. Let's start that. September 19th, around 1 a.m. Monday morning, 2011. She went into labor. Did she know she was pregnant? She knew she was pregnant. And she didn't tell anybody, even her boyfriend. Was she
1: in denial?
2: So that leads me to the latter part of this. Okay, continue, which, continue. Yes. so she went to labor to her apartment, had the baby under the deck of her dorm, which Tiffany later posted this picture. Oh my God, This my dog brought in this weird thing. Can anyone <sighs> identify what this is? And post it on her Facebook. I remember seeing the post. All the people were, that looks like a placenta. That oh looks my like God. a placenta. That looks like a placenta. And then when Wait she got arrested, she Jessica deleted had the a,
1: Jessica had a baby underneath a deck by herself. Mm-hmm. No well, one at knew. 1 a.m. And then Tiffany's dog got the fucking placenta Out from of the under the door yeah. and brought it or under the deck and brought it to Tiffany, who then posted it on Facebook, wondering what the fuck it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Continue. And ironically, the post, of course, got deleted later. Love that. So she said in like docu- court documents, she just stood up and it just fell out. And
1: because there that's was, how your first right. time mm. giving birth works.
2: Mm. And there was no umbilical cord. Of Ever. Course. So then What's she... That? No, of course. She didn't have an umbrella.
1: It wasn't raining. Mm,
2: I don't even know what that is. So she then... W- Went later and she showered and the umbilical cord fell out. So she just flushed it. So the cops were like, um... That's hi, not how that works that for doesn't any happen. listener
1: that's wondering. That's not how that works. You need Those to have something sharp to cut the umbilical cord with or the baby's going to stay attached. So
2: you clearly ripped it off, which they were like, in that case, the baby was probably alive. really injured. Yeah. And that's might be why she died. So then they basically she was alive for four days and then that was at 1 a.m next day around five or six her and her boyfriend javon who had no fucking idea that this was a thing she's just fat and happy she's a fappy bum and like she's just living fassy. her life fassy she goes to winco they buy alcohol and she buys cookies alcohol and cookies God. that doesn't sound like baby food or milk <laughs> i don't know um or diapers huh or clothes anything so then they go home and then they get back around two or three a.m t and then she hangs out with the baby till six because she put the baby in a separate apartment whose apartment this there were it was a 300 acre campus okay it was really so it was just a
1: building where no one could hear it
2: she um had it in her car at first but a staff noticed and oh that week it was a hundred degrees average
1: the staff noticed what? A
2: crying baby.
1: In so, that vehicle? So that's why
2: she moved it to the apartment is because she had it in her car and someone noticed. So then she brought it. She's like, maybe she's hot. I don't know. Brings her inside and keeps her in a pile of clothes on the floor in the closet. And then one of the staff, the engineer is like irrigating the, you know, land. <laughs> and he notices by this vacant apartment that there's this crying and he radios i can't
1: believe the baby's still alive at this point
2: radio she's only
1: feeding it water
2: no she yeah yes exactly so he radios over and he's like hey is anyone staying in like apartment two and they were like nope i don't think so and then he's like "Huh, that's weird goes to the main campus there's no key so he's like well let me go to the shed and get a spare and then by the time he's going back from the shed to the apartment he sees jessica driving the opposite direction doesn't think anything of it, but he goes in the apartment and there's no baby. So she, you know, they radio over and she's like. She's on the radio because she's an employee. Of course. Then another staff. So then she moved it to this old, like, old building that wasn't used. And then that's when she put, and then after she put it in the laundry basket. So people noticed and then she died. And then she just apparently couldn't put it, not to be frank, but out in the woods where a coyote could just easily get it and run away because we live in the bumfuck nowhere. Like there were other ways she could have, you know, okay, that sounds more morbid.
1: Yeah, it does. You don't
2: need to wrap it in a blanket and put it in your hamper.
1: And like stuff it.
2: And like keep the,
1: well, especially in California where there's no question asked laws, you can take any baby, any baby that you have delivered to any fire station or police station mm-hmm. and give it to any human being who is working there by the way they are manned 24 7 you can give any baby to a fire department or a police station no questions asked no one will ask you who you are no one will ask you why you're doing that you have
2: 48 hours to do that
1: you have 48 hours newborn baby you have 48 hours to do that no questions asked if you Didn't know you were pregnant. You gave birth. You don't know what to do with this baby. You have 48 hours to take it to a fire station or a police station. And
2: She said she didn't want to do that because she didn't want to jeopardize her job. But I mean, I get it. That comes into the only question in play is like, I get it. That school was very strict.
1: But like what sounds like Jessica went through some trauma and then went to this academy and then went through more trauma and then never dealt with the original trauma and then was refused Treatment for the new trauma and then got pregnant. And because she had no health education, she had zero idea what to do with it. She knew that she was unmarried. She was working for a Christian organization. She would get fired if she was pregnant and not married. She was in denial about being pregnant. She had the baby and then she was in denial about the fact that the baby was going to live because she said it died like seven times. Gosh, that all sounds so credible, but other staff there had babies. And
2: while they couldn't work there while pregnant, she worked there after having the baby. And he actually lived on the campus. And they actually both lived together in the same apartment where she kept the baby. So, And when that staff actually left in August, when the baby was born September 19th, so about a month later, Corey, the the staff with the baby, left all the baby stuff. Oh, wow. Um, She just said she didn't tell anyone because she felt that the school would disown or fire her um but the tea is is she had a baby before that she when i first got there she missed a really big staff meeting and it was like a big deal you said that so the reason why is because she was pregnant and she Javon, her boyfriend knew and um she went into labor two days before her water broke two days before so she comes in late into the hospital the er ready like
1: dilated
2: (laughs) And she had a fever. And so the doctor, and she was just kind of like, she had an infection. Mm -hmm. She had, what is it? It is literally called choreoamnionitis, an infection of the amniotic fluid around the baby. Mm -hmm. So, and it died. The baby? The baby died because she had chromioanomniotitis.
1: How long before the the next one?
2: About two years.
1: Oh my God.
2: three years so the baby the doctor who delivered the first baby said that when she came to the er she was ready yeah and if she had come in when her water broke the baby would have lived and so the social worker the first time noticed that she jessica even said oh it's fine because like me and my boyfriend work at a school where it's like religion based and like there'd be a really big stigma if we had a baby. So like it's fine that was noted. Excuse me. Wow. So then when this second case happened, they opened that up because the. Wide. Because the defendant, they were like, well, let's bring that because that show. And they're like, prosecution's like, um, OK, because <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. And yeah. So she, that was, you know, like a, a nail in the coffin. Another
1: act. How long did um, she get sentenced for?
2: She's in jail. She's for life. Twenty five to life. First degree
1: murder. Wow. So normally that's not what happens. When a mother has denial about whether or not she's pregnant and then the baby dies, um, typically it's one to two years. It's typically considered manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if a woman gives birth and claims that she didn't know she was pregnant, she was in denial about pregnancy, they do a psychiatric evaluation and they decide that, yes, in fact, she was clinically. Wow, you were separated. So right. I from forgot about her that child. That they get manslaughter. Usually one to two years. Wow. Sometimes, in some cases, they even just get probation. So the fact that this woman got twenty-five years to—well, if you think about postpartum depression, you First think about degree murder. She got murder. She First is in degree. prison.
2: Premeditated. Her, well, intent. yeah, because clearly she had a baby prior. She said, "I don't know. She just starved. I guess."
1: And you're in charge of teenagers. At, out of school, your job is just take- twenty-three at the time. I, so twenty-three. This place is.
2: I mean, it just shows that like the me. the support that you think you're getting from these places isn't that because it's not support. It's behavior modification. It's like do this or you're not right, and you're disgusting, and you're wrong, and you shouldn't have ever moved on in this place because you you know so I could totally I'm not agreeing with her behavior but no. I saying she reminds me of Pearl Hernandez from the Gabriel Hernandez case yeah she was born she was adopted she was born into she would before she was adopted she was like abused and into drugs and she was just never you know bonded with her adopted family and just never she wasn't very smart she just never really
1: got she was just abused trauma time mm-hmm. trauma child yeah And never got that empathy. Here's the thing that upsets me maybe the most is all of the girls that you know, your friends, the ones that you still consider your friends. Would you consider them, any of them to be
2: awful, bad seeds,
1: people who were into drugs, people who were, you know, breaking laws on purpose, antisocial personality disorders, borderline personality disorders, any of the things that you're born with, the things that don't spark once Something traumatic happens.
2: I would say out of the maybe five girls that I consider super close, none of them, but the other maybe 12 ish, 15 that I know probably like 6 of them are like bad seeds. Okay. And a lot of them were more the sexual trauma ones. The ones who were sad. molested yes. when they were children. So yes.
1: those those seeds of trauma were planted before yes. they could ever do anything.
2: And they also one of them was adopted. One of them just they just their parents were just kind of like neglectful. You're sure. We can't change you. They were no nice parents but they like we can't ch-. they just kind of wrote them off.
1: So this is from the Riverview website. Formerly known as mm. what?
2: julian youth academy
1: we provide year-round schooling with open ongoing enrollment you can enroll your child anytime during the year and we will help you get them caught up if they're behind many parents who turn to riverview christian academy are exhausted from their teenagers rebellion okay Ooh, i'm gonna say something that might piss some people off producer yes or no should i say something that might piss people off
0: I can always edit it out.
1: All right, love it. Bum, I'm going to piss some people off right now. Do it, but I probably won't. Go Many ahead. parents who <laughs> turn to Riverview Christian Academy are exhausted from their teenagers' mm, rebellion. They don't have fucking kids. Uh, You're exhausted <laughs> from your teenagers' I'm rebellion. So
2: sorry that your parents beat you and that you didn't want to do that to me. So no, you sent not even. No,
1: no, no. I feel like
2: my parents were no. beat into submission. Hold up. No. Yep.
1: Okay. When we were Catholic, so. If you have a child and you do not take an active role in their mental health, you do not deserve to be a parent. God, you should see your face. If you, if you have a child... And your first fucking inkling is to send them to a school that's like a prison. You do not deserve to be a parent because these are the fucking things that they say are what a troubled teen is. No more talking from you for right now. You sit right there. Thank you. Are they rebelling against authority? Have their grades dropped? Do you fear they may be dabbling in drugs or alcohol? I'm sorry. What fucking teenager isn't dabbling in drugs or alcohol? My sisters both drank by the time they were 13 years old. Weed was happening in my school. Mushrooms and ecstasy were happening in my school. Kevin did ecstasy when he was like 15 years old. He drank when he was 13. He wasn't a troubled teenager. He was a teenager. Have they neglected good friends in favor of ones you consider good influences? I gotta tell you right now, none of the people that my mother thought were good friends were good friends, none of them. Have they withdrawn from healthy activities? Maybe they're fucking depressed. Are they spending too much time alone? Maybe you're annoying. Have they radically changed their appearance? That's called experimentation are they sleeping excessively? Did you know that teenagers need just as much sleep as newborn babies? There is actually a bill instilled to get the junior high and high school start times pushed back to 10 a.m. because it's been proven that teenagers' circadian rhythms are actually longer and more necessary than that of a toddler or a kid in elementary school. Teenagers actually need more sleep because they are going through a growth process that is so much bigger than you could possibly imagine. And had you actually done research on what it's like to have a fucking teenager, you may know that. Do they have a problem with internet addiction, social media addiction? Hi, all of us sitting at this fucking table. Do they participate in high risk activities? Do you fear for their safety or dot, 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 their future? This is the description of a troubled teen. And in my opinion, having once been a teen, this is the description of every fucking teen ever. So there are some teens who may seem perfect and they may get good grades and they may be involved in extracurricular activities and they may not ever have sex and they may not ever say a bad word to you, but because they have ADD or because they sleep excessively or because they're fucking forgetful or because they don't get along with their sister or because they have a boyfriend you don't like, that doesn't mean you ship them the fuck off to a boarding school that has no licensing, no accreditation, no teachers, no educators, and no therapists. We are doing these human beings a disservice and we are putting them out in the world and expecting them to become grownups when we ignore everything about being a child. Maddie, did you ever find out the reason that your parents sent you there?
2: No, we never talked about it.
1: So you still, to this day, don't know what it was.
2: I'm sure they could think of a zillion reasons, but at the end of the day, the day was it any different than my little sister did? You know, right? Or like the things that did you do anything?
1: Did you do anything outrageous? Like
2: I never even did a drug. I never even drank. I never even snuck out. I never even. Broke a law at, at all. Like, <laughs> I didn't even have a phone. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's most of these. Pe- and you noticed a lot of people who were like you at this place. Yeah,
2: she, one girl with sharpie eyebrows.
1: There is currently no federal legislation that specifically pertains to therapeutic boarding schools or similar residential treatment programs for young people in the United States. Regulation, oversight, and accreditation of these schools are primarily at the state level and thus vary considerably across the states, which is why you will see a lot in Utah because WASPs, S P S This is an organization that puts together accreditation and, uh, well, fake accreditation and rating reviews for boarding schools, therapeutic boarding schools, wilderness programs, military schools, and the like. And they are massive funders of the Republican Party. In 2011, there was a bill introduced to add regulations and federal oversight to therapeutic boarding schools, and it was shut down by Republicans in the House. Wow. Which is unfortunate. Because what happened to you is fucking traumatic. Notable. Notable. Did it change you as a person?
2: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Um, I don't have like youth.
1: (laughs) It's true. Every time I ask her about a movie, she's like, uh, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you.
0: That was one question I was waiting for is all this traumatic stuff that you went through. Was there any good that came out of one Like, if you had to pick some good stuff out of it, guess not.
2: (laughs) I was literally trying to think. No, I mean, because
0: even like, did you say you're friends with still a few people outside of it or no? We don't hang
2: out, they're from like, you know, Colorado and like other areas. Yeah,
1: they came from all over the country, I'm sure, right? Brazil, one.
0: Yeah, so fuck these places. No, No, fuck
1: these places for sure. I mean, there's. Uh, they I say a lot of
2: good foreign films. <laughs> That's about it every a lot Tuesday. Of good
1: foreign films, okay. It's not necessarily something that I went into this podcast understanding because when Maddie said I went to a boarding school, I pictured plaid skirts and teachers with, you know, I don't know, a fucking teaching degree and statistics that could show me that these places made a difference and I didn't find any of that. All I found was trauma. All I found was trauma on top of trauma. All I found was parents who don't know how to actually handle their teenager because they've never done that before in their life. Their first teenager, their first teenager to actually have a thought other than mommy is number one. They want to send them off and have someone else deal with them. And that's fucked up. And if you're choosing to have children, then you better choose to be along for the ride because their mental health should be more important to you than your mental health. You created a tiny human and that is your responsibility. Do not ship them off to these hellholes where they learn nothing but self-deprecation and shame. I am so grateful that you came out of this and that you go to therapy. Yes. <laughs> and that your therapist helps you kind of move past this because what a fucking shit show mm-hmm it <laughs> yeah it was it was do any of your other
2: friends that you went to these to this much more traumatic for them definitely some are still i've totally i definitely would say i've moved on like it's just more of like a do you guys it's like my story at parties yeah. like do you guys want to know like a crazy story right I, like i know a murderer but like <laughs> definitely I know a murderer there are people that i mean they still like get upset. I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, yeah. No, I know, but like it eats them up. Oh my god. It's sad. It is. You need good support after that. People to be able to move on.
1: Who did who helped you? Who was your support?
2: Um my parents definitely were the same. I wouldn't say like embarrassed that that happened, but like we're going to just that was a thing that happened and like we're going to move on and did like Did they ever say grow. they were sorry? yes I finally sent them all I was like is this enough like a lady died you know or a girl died like a baby
1: a baby died a baby
2: not a lady or a girl a baby like no they definitely my mom was like I'm I'm sorry yeah we were wrong I'm like oh that was only once so it's fine but I definitely still do bring it up not
1: not at Thanksgiving every year definitely
2: not but like (laughs) if it is relevant like I'm like well could have done that earlier but i instead gave up didn't get to do that almost
1: two years of my life to a portrait so maybe we could have
2: talked about it then but i wasn't present yeah just things like that it's just like they know they understand good but they are so different now which is awesome it's so funny they're so like liberal almost like my little sister could like
1: have smoke weed in home. front of them
2: oh my yes <laughs> my dad my Your parents yeah. don't even know
1: that you have a tattoo
2: yeah no they do oh, um God. yeah they knew they did. they hated that but now it's fine my little sister would be like yeah i'm trying to get a sleeve like in front <laughs> of them on purpose and they're like Ugh. but they're they're getting there which is so funny like it's like thanks.
1: i think that's kind of how all families go like i got grounded for being on the phone past 10 p.m but my little sister like yeah had vodka in her room
2: right (laughs) Emma has boys upstairs I'm like oh I got sent away for having
1: my little sister one time lied just to see what would happen and said Cecily she lied just to see what would happen and said that my high school boyfriend spent the night I was (gasps) grounded for two months and I could not convince them that she had lied and she was so traumatized that she didn't want to get in trouble I couldn't see anybody for two months it didn't happen I was so upset I'm like I can't and I never lied I still can't lie I'm the shittiest fucking liar Fire. it's terrible yeah. sibling fucking siblings, uh, God siblings. It. all right we're gonna lighten this up and uh we're gonna play a game that you have this. actually played before however all you were right. the first person to play and i think you'd like to better your score oh no no you don't get to keep track <laughs> shay renee Would you please do the honors of keeping track of the score? She only gets a score if she answers the question. If she skips, she does not get a point. Do you understand the scoring system as it has been explained to you? Okay. Madeline?
0: Let me tell you when to go.
1: Madeline? Yes. Are you ready to 69? Yes.
2: What? No point
1: skip. No point skip. Only a point for an answer. Okay, ready? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Two, one, go.
1: Favorite snack? Oh, my God. Chex-Mix. What ice cream do you get from the ice cream man? Cookies and cream. Soft or hard? Hard. Sweet or savory? Sweet. First thing you think of when you wake up? I want to go back to bed. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Do you masturbate? Yes. Would you rather be able to see or hear? See. Have you ever taken hallucinogens? Yes. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Can you play a musical instrument? Yes. Would you rather be attacked by 50 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> one horse-sized duck. Have you ever stolen anything?
2: No. Fit the small one. <laughs> yes, I have stolen things. Go-to birthday
1: dessert? Cookies and cream. Last wish anything. you made on your birthday? I wish I made more money. Favorite season? Fall. Best song to have sex to? I want to fuck you all the time. Best place to have sex? And the bed. Favorite plant? A cactus? Call or text? Text. Biggest celebrity ca- crush? James Franco. Have you ever set nudes? Yes. Have you ever cheated? Yes. Have you ever had a one night stand? Yes. What Hogwarts house are you in? Hufflepuff. How Ugh. old were you during your first French kiss? How dare Nine, you? Nine. Fourteen. 14 seven, Android or iPhone? Six, iPhone. Are we alone in the universe? No. Sun or snow? Snow. I gave you a million dollars. What do you do first? Spend one. it. Lose your virginity?
2: Fourteen. I'll, t- I'll count
0: that. That's
1: it. All right, Shay Renee, count those bad boys up. That We're was, gonna get a final score. Whoo, that was really that, that was really intense. Call I Guinness, feel like I need man. a cigarette was right now. Time, so. it's okay, I feel like I want my my clit sucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on a clicky. And 31. that's on clicky. How many?
0: Thirty-one. I think that's the third. I think one. she
1: may have. Sur- I think I know her.
2: No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs>
0: And that's been the '69 game. Wow,
1: <laughs> thirty-one. Jesus, cheese <laughs> and rice—that's a lot. Cheese and rice. Yes. Today we talked about a really tough topic. T. How are you? Are you okay? Decent. You know what I Six, just? Fe- five, know what it feels like? Seven you, out of
0: ten. Do you guys ever watch Last Week with John Oliver? Yes. No. Oh, should, you where really should. He's he'll amazing. bring up a subject you don't know anything about, and some seems mundane. Like, oh yeah, I, I kind of know about that, and he'll show you a bunch of stuff you don't know about. I feel like I got like a John oh, yeah. Oliver about Let's that's a really good compliment. Go yeah. Yeah. I feel like he needs he needs to do one now about right? this. Right? Yeah. He should.
1: Wow, yeah. John he, Oliver, listen. He might have, man. Hey, man. Unofficial sponsor. <laughs> uh, unofficial sponsor, <laughs> John yeah. Oliver. Um, I got heated at the end. Sorry, I, it, it makes me really upset because I love Maddie, and to think that. She was, to think that any teenager, I love teenagers too. They're like my favorite age group to teach. They're my favorite age group to talk to because they're so real and they're right in the middle of their fucking emotions. They're right in the middle of becoming the human being that they're gonna be and they need in some ways more love and more attention than a toddler. Um, They're precious and what you do to them and how you speak to them and how you treat them is going to shape who they become as adults and it breaks my heart that we are pulling youth away from their family and shoving them in these places that aren't accredited and aren't licensed and don't have educators and don't have counselors and we're telling them that their trauma isn't real or that their trauma is their fault or that they can't talk about anything or that they're not allowed to be who they are or love who they are or act how they want to act and no one explains their emotions to them. Talk to your children about mental health from the earliest age that you can and if you can't do it, buy a fucking book. Get someone else to talk to them don't ignore this. Don't wait for your child to talk to you because by that time it might be too late. Truth. Talk to your children about mental health. This kind of trauma is not something that needs to happen. It shouldn't have happened to you, my friend.
2: I'm lucky I got the nice end of the... the Which is terrifying because yeah.
1: your story is scary right. to me. Right. I'm also lucky that you came out of it and you're a happy, healthy person. Right. Right, and that you're willing to share that story, which right. I'm sure is going to speak to a lot it's, of people.
2: This whole thing has been—I'm like, oh my god, this isn't something that happened in 2008, 2011. Like, it's only gotten more advanced. Like, they mm-hmm. moved yep. after this whole yep. Bradford thing. They moved.
1: 300 active students. I want you to look that up oh tomorrow. Oh my god! I told you that.
2: Oh my god! It's still
1: happening. This so, is rebranded. That's just re-branded. Sad. rebranded. It's just sad. So take take note, parents. I know it's hard to, I don't know. I'm sure it's hard to be a parent. I'm reminded numerous times in my life that I'm not one. So I'm sure it's hard to be a parent, but you picked that life and you are responsible for that tiny human. You are responsible for making sure that they are cared for and happy and loved and well fed and warm and feel like they can express their emotions without feeling judged or cynical. So please do so. On that note, make sure that you follow us where you listen to podcasts, be it Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Podbean. Please also make sure that you follow us on Instagram at What's Your Position Podcast for updates on upcoming episodes, guests that we're having. If you have any ideas for an upcoming show or if you'd like to be on a show, send me a message. You can also email me at whatsyourpositionpodcast at gmail.com. Above all, please make sure that you follow, like, and recommend a friend. I cannot get enough of your recommendations. I want to thank every single human who has downloaded an episode so far. I check it every day. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm so overwhelmed with how many human beings. Shout out to the person in Qatar. Yes. And shout out to the person in India. Whoever the fuck you are, I love you and I wish I could write you each a thank you note. Please continue to do so. These episodes will only get better because you're listening and you make suggestions. I love you all. Please stay safe. Stay kind and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast and its social media websites represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for the educational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.